0: Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on Direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply.
1: Bird to your mother. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo. better any season to see the eagles eat. Teams like Scrammies top with cheese Philadelphia and Zach can't it cooler than two. Pain when still Zack runs off with his valet key. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a
0: branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds f- with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some furs with f- 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 friends. Bulls- <laughs> that coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on you. How friends. do you have time to consume all this content? <laughs> oh, You're listening to Dave Spadaro <laughs> <laughs> interviews? I, I took the morning bike
2: ride, and I listen
0: oh, to the Oh, train. I want to hear more about that, but go ahead.
2: No, the Schuylkill Trail.
0: Really?
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of a new podcast on The Athletic as we expand our local coverage. Uh, This is a show called Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, and Marissa Dunn here to talk about day however many, 10, practice 10, of Philadelphia Eagles training camp. We'll get to the practice report. We're going to talk to Zach Rosenblatt who covers the Jets for The Athletic. We're going to get a little preview on the other side before Friday night's preseason opener. We'll, uh, I don't know, Marissa, maybe uh, we can visit Zach's pop culture corner uh, towards the end of the episode if there's anybody that you want to take a look at for. And and we'll answer some of your questions in the chat. So uh, welcome,
2: everybody. Marissa, how are you?
3: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
2: Doing all right. Zach, what's new? I'm doing well. I'm excited for this podcast. I, I just finished the practice report i have a story coming out tomorrow there's some other things uh that i was i was working on my wife was out to dinner last night and so i was able to um like do a lot of transcribing which might not sa- what's that no well, what I mean, we, we, we give, i'm giving i'm uh, giving her a chance uh, i'm trying to play uh, both sides let's be no, equal she was, with the
1: mistress talk
2: no she was out with friends but 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 the thing is you know transcribing might not sound like a, a fun activity but during training camp there are just so many of these mm. like interviews and press conferences that you know you you want to get them into the notebook. So did a lot of that last night and uh, it was it was it was good. It was it was it was good hearing what these guys had to say again. Does anybody pop
1: to mind from your time covering the beat in terms of your favorite or least favorite person to transcribe? In mm-hmm. terms of like the way they talked, like the cadence of mm-hmm. it, anything like that, like, like made it easy.
2: I always found Malcolm to be transcribable. yeah Malcolm's a good one yeah yes so yes I, I would say Malcolm what about you uh, I would say I I did not
1: enjoy uh, transcribing Joe Banner not because it wasn't good content or it wasn't clear it's just that the way he speaks uh, it's hard to punctuate he goes he doesn't finish sentences he just sort of gotcha goes I, I on, noticed that he in, goes in, in like yeah. different tangents throughout his answer. And so it's like, Oh, I got to throw an m dash here. Here we go. A little, little semicolon. Let's bring this all back together. Parenthetical. It's, it's, yeah. it's tough as you're going to, to piece that bad boy together.
2: Alshon was definitely the most difficult. Well, that's true. And, and to answer the questions I see in the chat now, yeah. yes, there are transcription services on your phone. The thing is this, we need to be a hundred percent reliable in our quotes. So, if if the transcription service gets something wrong when we put it in a story we 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 can't say oh well well the app did it incorrectly (laughs) you know we we have to be accurate so i have a trans i have an app that transcribes it but i go through and listen and listen back speaking of which i would say that i
1: had my my lowest moment of the beat today uh like my some uh, something where my heart just dropped. And uh, we were talking to we were talking to Jalen Rager after practice, first time that we've talked to Jalen Rager this summer, and of course his best friend uh, from college, Jeff Gladney, the TCU cornerback, passed away this offseason. It's obviously been a tumultuous uh, offseason for for Jalen Rager and, and start to his career. And he was he's always been very good at like standing up and, and answering questions, and it's it's always tough. In a situation like this where he's standing in front of a mic with all these guys around him and it's sort of ping-ponging back and forth between questions about uh, you came in the best shape of your life is that true how do you feel uh, like how good is your camp going what about this personal tragedy that's going on in your life and yeah. like you know you know it's a little bit it's a little bit gross right but uh, he was willing to talk about it and i i wanted to ask him if there's anything that he's like doing tangibly or that's in his mind that he, that he does to sort of keep Jeff, you know, his memory close to him. Except I didn't say Jeff. I said, what did I say? Greg. I said, Greg,
2: I was speaking to Derek Barnett at the time. So yes, I
1: so. said, is there anything you, you you're doing to keep Greg close to you? And I don't know what was going on in my head. And he, he could have like, he would have been well within his rights to be like extremely offended and extremely uh huffy with me or just like actually angry or upset and he took it he was he was very generous he was like oh you mean jeff it's like and then he just so i was i was grateful but when i said it i was like it's like my heart just Something dropped out. i don't know i don't know where that came from i uh i was talking to jimmy kemsky about it afterwards like was it the g of gladney that made me do that was it uh Greg Newsom, also a, a cornerback from maybe the same draft class who had purple colors in college. I don't know what it was, but uh that was my that was my low point of uh I don't know, probably probably the beat. Felt terrible.
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Got good on Jalen to to help you out there. And I would say you've had many high points on this beat too. So don't get don't get too down about it.
3: And you know, only, you're only as mistakes. good as the next question. Yeah, but you know the fact that you're showing, like you know, that it really bothered you, I think is you know shows your human side too. So, you know, good good for him to answer it that way. I well.
1: almost pulled the Raven Clark and retired on the spot.
2: <laughs> the Raven Clark did that.
1: No, we joked about that the other day when yeah. he left. Pra- he stopped practicing, but it was maybe oh, in part because he'd been he'd been okay. getting dusted okay. all day long. Got all right, uh, it was a relatively light practice uh, today. Yeah, fifty nine minutes. Could you calm down? I'm about to send it to you. Oh, sorry.
3: <laughs> we were too serious for the first seven minutes yes. there, Zach. Now it's got to.
1: <laughs> it was a relatively light practice at the Novacare Complex today as the Eagles prepare for Friday night's preseason opener against the New York Jets to get the latest on what happened for what people are saying was a good day for the quarterback and maybe a sense of whether that quarterback is going to play on Friday night. We send it now. To Zach Berman, the Stone Cold Newsman.
2: Thanks, Bo. The Eagles practiced today for 59 minutes. And it was their uh, final preparation, full, full practice preparation, before Friday's preseason opener against the New York Jets. They have a walkthrough on Thursday, but today was their final practice. These starters, in fact, are going to play in that preseason opener. Coach Nick Sirianni said today that he he can change it up until kickoff, but he expects these guys to play one to two series. Uh, so certainly something to pay attention to. And what could help in that, for, in particular for Jalen Hurts, is that the Eagles have left tackles on the men. Jordan Mailata and Andre Dillard were both back at practice on a limited basis, but they were taking team reps, uh, I'm sorry, team reps, uh, first-team reps at left tackle, and they were alternating uh, both of them with the first team. So that will certainly help. Of course, Cam Jurgens was the first-team center for the second consecutive day as Jason Kelsey underwent surgery. We discussed that yesterday. Nick Sirianni did not put... A definitive timetable on it but suggested that they're hopeful for week one and pointed out that jason kelsey has a track record of 122 consecutive starts so if it's close you can probably count them to be out there uh so that those are the 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 major updates as far as the injuries go the new injury today was anthony harris he has a tooth ailment that kept him out of practice also out of practice, Grant Calcaterra and Van Clark with hamstring injuries. Kenny Gainwell with a hip injury. John Hightower with a groin injury. Jimmy Moreland with an ankle injury. Boston Scott with, with a concussion. Devontae Smith with a groin injury. Jaquiski Tarr continues to practice for personal reasons. Carrie Vincent Jr. with a groin injury. Greg Ward with a toe injury. And Carrick Weefall continues to be absent with a hamstring injury. Back to you, Bo. Thanks, Zach. Good thing we got that Wheatfall update. (laughs) Nothing if not thorough.
1: Uh, No, no. Zach, have the Eagles
2: made any transactional news lately? They actually have not. Um, I know there's a report Uh out there right now. I'm still working on uh, confirming it, but Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network says the Eagles are signing uh, former North Texas running back DeAndre Torrey. I know DeAndre Torrey worked out for the Eagles today, um, but I am still working on confirmation of a signing. So maybe uh, by the end of this podcast, we'll have that official. But according to Rap Sheet, uh, they are doing that signing.
1: And scouting report on him is he's, a, he's sort of a mixture of DeAndre Carter and Torrey
2: Smith. <laughs> uh, he does have a little DeAndre Carter in him. He's a smaller back. I think he's – I don't have it in front of me. I think he's like 5'8", 190 or thereabouts. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for the power running back, He's not the power running back. Now, that said, I I do want to bring this up because I, Go ahead. I had the chance to speak to J- uh, Jamal Singleton yesterday, the Eagles running backs coach. And I asked him this topic because I know it's something that fans have asked me, whether it's in the chats that we do, whether it's it's the mailbags about the lack of a power running back. And Jamal Singleton said that that quality is good to have, but it doesn't need to come in the 240 pound frame, right? That. uh he pointed out, and this is something Chip Kelly used to say about Darren Sproles. He 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 pointed out how a small running back like like Boston Scott can be effective in, in a smaller crease. Now, my personal opinion on this is their power running back, their short yardage running back, that's Jalen Hurts. And uh, if you look at the data, Jalen Hurts is more effective in short yardage and goal line situations than Garrett Blunt was in 2017, than Jordan Howard was in 2019. Uh, so... I'd be confident in Jalen Hurts in those situations.
1: And also by the numbers, the best short yardage running back on the team last year was Boston Scott. Yes. So there you go. I I know I do think that they will, they will at some point add somebody with that body type to the practice squad potentially. Um, And, you know, I would say uh, put the majority of your turkeys on it. Just being Jordan Howard again, because you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But, uh, I, I don't think there's a, uh, an eagerness to, to make that happen. I think they they're, they know that they can do that when, when the time comes, it's also a, a position that, you know, once roster cuts come, come down, there are going to be people who shake loose, who are interesting to some degree. And it's a position where you don't
2: need a ton of time in the offense to yeah. be, you know, a, a fine backup. So I would agree. Uh, now I, I know you are the host here and in the driver's seat. Um, but I am curious because are we at the quackus report segment? Um, you Can are, we.
1: well, you like to? well, because you, you, I mean, seem if you're going to, object. if you're going to make this a mutiny and take over the, I don't uh, not,
2: no, but, but you seem to object before we got on the show of a characterization of Jalen Hurts' practice and you wanted me to, uh, address it in the news report, but the news report, that's not for subjectivity. That's not for opinion. That's just, we're just giving who? you the information, um, That the rest of the pod, you know, we we need to have a delineation between what we're reporting and what we're projecting.
1: If you say so, I mean, (laughs) just trying. The real news doesn't do it that
3: way. The real news isn't like that. Yeah, we
1: sent it to you sent it to John Clark, and he
2: says, uh, "What what a day everybody had." (laughs) Well, who did not have a day today, Bo? In your in your estimation, who did not have a day? Anthony Harris. He's got a hurt tooth. (laughs) That's true.
1: That sucks. Poor well, guy. I mean,
2: yeah, if 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 you've had I I don't know what what the illness was, but I I I had I was covering a uh a Patriots playoff game in 2013 kissing uh, the ring. And it was That's January 13. That's how you hurt your tooth. you kissed the ring. No, in in, in the January 13th. I think it was it. it might have been against the Ravens. Um I got to look that up. Uh game but Yeah, I think the Ravens won that game. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah. Um, but I, I had like a, a bad toothache and I, I remember, I didn't bite the ring, but I remember getting back to Philly the following Monday and like trying to find a dentist who could see me then. Yeah. So yeah, a toothache is not fun.
1: Just another thing that you and Anthony Harris have in common.
2: Is there anything else we have in common? Well, actually, yeah, there's quite, we we both lived in Charlottesville for a period. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Lots Um, of stuff. Yeah. Tough you know, interesting set of
1: injuries for for Anthony Harris. he has the tooth last year he had the combination of hands and groin, which was uh, on all of our radars, and so you know <laughs> on all of our radars.'m not sure how the tooth got involved there, but use your imagination um, oh, man. my
2: <laughs>
1: my objection to we're,
2: yeah, we're live here, you know that right? okay. <laughs>
1: it's okay it's only our first episode nobody's watching um let's see the quactus report you're 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 teasing it and uh my only objection is there's there's i've seen a characterization a few a few places now that this was jalen hurts best practice of the summer was that your read
2: i thought it was one of his better practices and the reason i'll say that is he went downfield more he was efficient um you know the the he didn't turn the ball over uh, he did, you know, there weren't as many incompletions that were on him. I would say, um, yeah, I thought this was, one he, hasn't of his ball, he hasn't thrown an interception
1: in team period since the third, well, you
2: on a, well, so yeah. we're talking about 10 practices here, right? Okay. And so of, of those 10, I would say this is, this is one of the top two or three.
1: I just, it's hard for me to say a practice
2: in shells when they
1: weren't even in pads you are such and a, football a 59 guy. minute practice could possibly gotcha. be his best practice of the summer.
2: Honestly, I, I think you, I mean, they're playing off- patty cake out there. I think you and offensive linemen should just grunt to each other <laughs> about we this. Do. Practice, right? That's what Michael <laughs> yes. and I are going to do when I go to Cleveland. <laughs> yes. um, look, this
1: is going to be like the scene in the wire uh, uh, with, with McNulty and bunk when they're just saying curse words, except yes. it's going to be just, except it's going to be just grunts.
2: <laughs> yes. Look, I like home I improvement think, level grunts. Yes. Oh, whoa, yeah. <laughs> i do that again. Oh. <laughs> um. Mm. Look, I, I've I've been on this. Um. I I've stood on this soapbox before when we talk about practice reports, and if we're giving daily practice observations, I'm not then saying we assess the, what saying, happened that give day. The context. So yeah. So. If if I if I'm gonna be like yeah he he threw a really nice pass to AJ Brown but they were all in shorts and shells so we don't know what the, I mean of course everything is with the asterisks that this is practice that this is not yeah this is not a similar practice to when they're in full pads I all you know there was a play the first seven on seven period um or or, or, or I'm sorry the first eleven on eleven period and I was walking over because I was watching I was trying to get any Cam Jurgen nuggets and I'm walking over and they Big start on the far flex. field. I guess so. <laughs> um, and AJ they hit AJ Brown on a on a crosser, right? And Brown had 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 yards in front of him. But there was there was uh, questions about whether or not that was a sack, right? And this is something I've actually asked Gannon about, asked Kurtz about, because this seems to come up most days. Like do I rule this a sack or could could Jalen Hurts have shaken free did did Josh Sweat pull up and so you know he didn't go all the way so anyways so uh my my point is is that this isn't a real game we know that but we're observing what we see in practice and i thought Jalen Hurts had a better day than most i mean he had a lot of to quote the wire again 40 degree days this summer right he had he had practices that yeah they weren't great they weren't bad that you know they were unremarkable like you know like stringer says no one remembers a 40 degree day and i thought that today was not a 40 degree day okay
1: i think it was about the same level he's been the past
2: week no sold i sold your
1: wire mickey i
2: i sold your wire i'm not
1: supposed to sell a reference
2: (laughs) (laughs) you oh oh,
1: good one (laughs) It's just a, it's just a point of context. It's not, right. it's not I mean, right. you're the comedy fan. You're not, this is not Sebastian Maniscalco
2: over here. Your boy.
3: Hey, I love him.
2: Me too. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, we should go to a show. I would love that. He he's in Atlantic city in November. Oh, let's if, go. If, yeah. If you're I'm in down. the area. Yep. Me, you and Emily. I, I would love that. We can have Michael if it's the bye week.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bo, you can't come. You don't like it's okay. Me. He
2: does a very good
1: <laughs> Benny Denucci impression. That <laughs> seems to be the, the one trick in his bag.
2: Jeez. <laughs> how, how how confident you must be to rip on the comedy of Sebastian Minikowska. <laughs>
1: Just saying. All right. All right. All right. Uh, let's take a little break. We've got Zach Rosenblatt waiting. Uh, so we'll take a break and be back and talk a little Jets. Jets. Maybe we can get a ranking of the best moms on the team.
0: (laughs) Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right.
1: All right, back on Burns with Friends, Bo, yes. Zach, and Marissa, and we welcome to the show for the first time, Zach Rosenblatt. Zach, how you doing?
4: I'm good, guys. How you doing?
1: Doing very well. Good to see you. Uh, how, is your, uh, how is your working relationship with Marissa
4: so far? <laughs> it's been great. I, I quoted you to her about you uh, earlier. <laughs> Good, good, good. Here,
3: he's already using. I know that's right. So I mean, yeah, it's been going so, great.
4: Yeah. I, I was gonna say I, I was hesitant to come on here because I'm still bitter about uh losing to you in the uh 53-man roster contest oh, in 2019. Even, mm-hmm. Has and Bo that, ever that brought high, that up? You know, for that, must, breaker, that must have been. We got the practice squad on me, and I, I still am upset about it.
1: Now that must yeah. have been the that must have been the first of the three in a row. That was uh yeah, three years right. ago. I am, of course, still the defending back-to-back-to-back oh, champion. I didn't know uh, that part. Uh, <laughs> the king of the beats. So thank you for bringing that up. Uh, this is this is good. This is like uh, you must feel you must you must feel some satisfaction or like some historical significance that that you were the first who was vanquished. <laughs> it's like the person who lost uh, to Serena Williams in her first oh, Grand Slam final or something.
4: I regret coming on here. All
1: right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed uh, your your introduction, column. And I thought it was actually something that that's like that that Bo would have liked to do, is the <laughs> is is interviewing himself, right? Because 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 that's what it was. It was a a real creative column. Well done. So Thank welcome you. to you. I appreciate team. it. Yeah. I'm yeah. I was trying I to do something a little
4: different. It. I did think about Bo, and it was kind of Boish. Um, <laughs> yes. I got I got the idea because Donald Glover did like uh, a few months ago. He did this like very weird interview with himself. It was mm. kind of strange. I, I think. I I went more in the direction of just trying to introduce myself to people. But did you uh, find it to be funny? My own or Donald Glover's?
2: Donald Glover's.
4: There were some funny parts, but there's like some weird things in there. So I, it was hard, I don't know. It
1: was an well, interesting you, one, but you, you, give you me have to run it by though.
2: You have to run it by Bo because he is the <laughs> arbiter of what's funny and what's not funny. Trying. Okay, that's
1: right. I think so, I've, I have I have done the uh, mailbag uh, self questions before. You have. Yeah. uh that's that's a good a good couldn't format. get enough questions uh from always no, good no, yeah, to way to engage the audience so. yeah, exactly right <laughs> um all right uh zach now other zach ha- gassed you up on the podcast yesterday uh talked oh, about yes. um how there were a, a couple times where he was working on a story and and <laughs> you beat him to it or you uh you know you took the same angle and he was very impressed the, the most uh critical way to impress zach is to do the job that he's trying to do uh so if he if i'm the arbiter of funny he's the arbiter of good beat writing uh so keep that in mind and i i combined you i i compared you to uh i said that you are like the, the doug peterson uh of this beat because you are coming in replacing you know uh sort of a tire fire and uh like all you have to do is be professional to to, to bring this things up do you think that's fair
3: I said, Wait, we're so all going to re- be nice re- on this podcast, Bo, Okay. Re-
4: by by replacing a tire fire, you mean I'm replacing Connor? Is that what you're saying? That's right. Yeah. He's the urban oh, Meyers. Yes, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that then. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Wow. All right. So Zach, uh, my first question is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, like from following you and Connor on Twitter, it, it feels like there have been a lot of fights at Jets camp. Is that right? What's going on?
4: There was like three yesterday. Um, yeah, there's... Not, there hasn't been anything like the I don't know if you saw the Giants fight that happened. Okay. Uh, that one was pretty crazy where the, it looked like a guy was being dragged his dead body. Oh, yeah. And he sort of looked dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just the heat. You know, they keep blaming, uh, they keep seeing the same, same people every day. I don't know. It's, it is, it is kind of strange, but there hasn't been any like huge dust ups or nobody particularly important okay. <laughs> has been getting in fights, honestly. So I don't know.
1: You know, you wonder about this game because everybody's uh, like, you can't, can't wait to see somebody else in a different colored Jersey. Like it finally hit somebody else. But, the jer- I mean the colors are pretty similar. <laughs> that,
4: that's true, yeah.
1: <laughs> what other podcast
3: would you go on that they would ask you that, Zach? I'm I feel here. like
1: this I feel like this is not going well so far. I feel like this is a little bit a little little bit uh, naval. Uh, I'm, having a so I'm having a
4: great time. I'm having a great time.
1: all right, Zach. I guess I guess uh, the most important question is about a Zach here. Um, and like, do you see a, a a step being taken from Zach Wilson and also, mm-hmm. like, set things up for us here. Like, are 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 the Jets going to be playing their starters deep into this game? What's the expectation?
4: Um, to answer that part first, yeah, they're they're going to play the starters for a couple series. I think is the plan. So it'll probably amount to like a quarter. Um, I don't know what the Eagles are doing, but uh, They've said yeah, one yeah, two series, yeah, yeah. So it'll probably be they'll probably be matched up for around the same time. Pretty much everybody that's healthy is going to play, and the Jets are not very banged up right now, which has been a positive development for them. But yeah, except Zach yeah, Zach Wilson's had he start when he started off camp. I wasn't really sure about him because this is kind of my first exposure to him. But um, he's had a lot of a few good practices in a row. He's getting pressured quite a bit, which is good practice for him because that might be a thing in the season too. Um, but he's he's impressed me. You know, he has a lot of talent. He's pretty athletic. Um, he can make things happen when the plays break down. He can throw the ball pretty far. Like I, I've been impressed with him. I'm kind of reserving judgment until I see him actually play somebody though.
1: How much I do you do you take it upon yourself as as a someone who covers the Jets? Do you have to follow his mom on Instagram?
4: <laughs> I actually have not. That's a good point. That's bad journalism by me. I haven't followed her yet. There could um, be some news breaking there. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, from what I understand, it's a pretty wild place. So I don't know if I want to, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it could affect, yeah, you. gonna, it could affect your life, speed, yeah. I guess. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I saw on... Uh, I I believe from you that Robert Sala said Joe Flacco is a starting quarterback in this league, which is actually similar to Bo's opinion of Joe Flacco. <laughs> um if if you were doing Mike Sando's quarterback tiers, where would you put Joe Flacco on those quarterback tiers?
4: I mean, he's had a good camp, but he's going against backup jets defensive back. <laughs> so I don't know. Um I mean today he like threw a touchdown and he like then he like ran over to talk smack to the defensive sideline. Like he what? It, it was I did not see that coming from Joe. Maybe it was a friend of his. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean I wouldn't put him in the top 32. Like I wouldn't start Joe Flacco at 37 years old. I probably wouldn't have started him at 33 years old. So.
1: <laughs> Joe Flacco. He handed out Audubon hardware gift gift certificates. Uh how's how's Elijah Riley looking?
4: <laughs> the important stuff here. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't noticed him very much and he is, he's out there. I think he's probably fighting for a roster spot. Okay. Well, who, um, was he running with the twos? Uh, yeah, he, he kind of, I think he rotates in there with the, with the backups. Yeah. But he hasn't really made any plays. I would say necessarily. Well, well, sorry. just, you just
1: wait for <laughs> Friday night. He's when the lights go on,
2: nobody, yeah, nobody go shines on. Yeah, like, right, e- right. like ER. you yeah. are. Go ahead, Zach. Go ahead. Other Zach. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm curious too. uh, the, the first round picks that they have there, right? This was a big draft for Joe Douglas. We all know Joe D, and uh, oh. <laughs> what's wrong with saying that?
1: giving him the all, Joe D nod? We
2: all know Joe Douglas, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I, I really liked their draft this year. I, I thought between Stars, sorry, between Sauce Gardner, um, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, who I was, you know, who I was high on, Brees Hall, who I thought was the best running back in the draft. Right, these are four guys who, like, if we look in our pre-draft rankings, I was talking up all four of them. So maybe, maybe they did some scouting from uh, the the. No wonder you call him ranking. Joe D. You were the you were the <laughs> um, draft consultant. It, so, but but it is, it, I I think it is pretty critical for Joe Douglas's future in New York that this class pans out. What have you seen from that group so far?
4: Yeah, they've they've been really impressive. Uh, I would say, in particular, Sauce Gardner. I don't I today i he did something he's been doing all camp which has been when he's one on one like down the field he almost never lets a a pass get by him and it's it's honestly been remarkable i've never seen a corner that looks like him physically his long arms and long legs and um he's got a lot of confidence um he's opposite dj reed so and i think dj reed's pretty good so i think teams are probably going to target sauce quite a bit so i'm curious to see how he handles that but he's been he's been very impressive garrett wilson he's He's, he's only like six foot six one but he's such an insane athlete that he plays a lot bigger than that he goes up and gets passes that he should not be catching and i think he's gonna be pretty good i think his ceiling's extremely high i don't know if he'll like you know dominate as a rookie as some other of these first round guys have jermaine johnson i think they're they view that as more of a project uh maybe more than i either they or i expected they keep talking about how he needs to go against other teams and he has a long way to go as a run stopper and things like that so i think his role might not be as big as you would expect and then Brees hall Honestly, I, I didn't know that much about him coming in. He he really does look the part. I mean, I, every time he touches the ball, um, he just runs really strong. He runs fast. He's pretty big. He's like 6'1", 220. Um, and he hits the hole really hard. And they have Michael Carter, who's also pretty good, but I, I don't see a way that they can keep Brees Hall off the field very much, mm-hmm. I think he's quite talented.
1: So just in terms of, you know, this is a this is a first preseason game, we're, we're probably not going to see, you know, most of the starters for very long. Are there guys um, – with the backups who are, who are going to play that you're excited to see that, that Eagles
4: fans might, you know, be need to be aware of. That could um, pop. You know, and one that jets fans are really passionate about is Denzel Mims. He's a guy that was drafted pretty high. He's, you know, six, four, he can run really fast. He's had a rough start to his career. Fans are like obsessed with him just being great, even though he hasn't really shown that. So I'm He's not going to enjoy bugs.
2: coming to Philadelphia, by the way. That's yeah, right. True. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah um and it's gonna be i honestly think they're probably trying to trade him so it'll be like a you know a trade bait type situation for him um you know a guy that eagles fans are familiar with will parks he's had a pretty good camp i'm he's fighting for a roster spot um as a first name all-star um yeah. <laughs> yeah true uh i'm interested in him um jamie and sherwood he's a backup linebacker i think he's gonna get a lot of snaps robert sala called him the florin park strangler was his nickname, it's a good name. I like that, yeah, yeah. because of his like long arms and stuff like that. Uh, somebody asked him if, like, if anyone's called him that outside of the facility, and then if he has to explain himself to like random people, he said that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, he's he's interesting. Um, I'm trying to think some other ones. Who are the who are the other quarterbacks after Flacco? You got Joe Flacco, Mike White, and then they have Chris Streveler, who's like mm. this Canadian football journeyman. Who I don't even know if we'll get into yeah, it, was like the
1: Cardinals backup. A couple years Yeah, he's,
4: he's the fourth string. I, I'm not sure if I've seen him throw the ball. He's like one of those training camp arms that's just kind of hanging out in the back and maybe, you know, I don't know, playing patty cake with Zach Wilson in the meeting room.
2: The Mike White era was fun last year. You remember he was all over the back pages. He, he had yes. one good game. And yeah, there,
4: there's questions about whether he should be the starter for a moment. Uh, things, are, things are wild in New York. Um, yeah, it, it, he, he hasn't had a great camp, I would say, but he's, I think they like him. I think he'll probably be on the team.
3: We did get a question that I think is interesting from Chris, who's a Jets fan, and he's actually wondering about Dillard. So this is vice mm. versa. Mm. Um, if there's any potential with the Jets uh, tackle situation, we know Dillard doesn't play right tackle, but that's could Dillard potentially be a possibility <clears throat> on the Jets offensive line?
4: Yeah, I think that's, that's part of the issue is that since he can't play right tackle, I don't know that they would because right now they're, tr- they're talking to Dwayne Brown. It seems like that'll happen. If it doesn't, they're kind of in trouble at right tackle. <laughs> Um, and, but Dwayne Brown also can, can't play on the right side, but you feel better maybe about Dwayne Brown plugging in at left tackle than Andre Dillard, who, you know, is kind of young, kind of unproven. He's in his last year of his contract too, right? Correct. So it's not like they would have him next year. So the youth maybe necessarily isn't a good thing. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I get the, I, a lot of people have been making that tie. I, I don't see that being a thing though.
2: Okay. Connor Hughes always talked about Bryce Huff. As if like mm. this, this, this guy was was gonna be the next great pass rusher. I like Bryce off. I like him at the Shrine Game. Yeah. What's uh... did you
3: just say? You liked something Connor liked? Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna have to cook wow. this, this. I off know you had this, this relationship
4: in. with Connor. This is great.
2: <laughs> it's it's based on uh, on the, on Marissa's favorite podcast. Right? Yeah, they, they fight over yeah. me like yeah. my children. Yeah, but there's <laughs> no contest. I mean. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Zach, now you the have players players him like
1: Bryce the Huff? Dillard, lot but Bo, go ahead.
2: Yeah. So, what's is is Bryce Huff as good as as Connor Hughes makes him sound? He
4: he's another one that I was trying to think of um, when Bo asked that question. I he he's been pretty good in camp. I think he's been one of their best pass rushers. If he went into camp as like a bubble guy, I think he's probably a lock. He's he's going to play more than Jermaine Johnson. Probably their third defensive end. He'll get in on some pass rushing. I I think the coaching staff really likes him out. I don't know what Connor had said about it. I don't think he's like a star or anything. Maybe you don't want him as like a full time starter, but um, he's an intriguing young guy.
1: Yeah, I mean Connor also talked up uh, uh, what was his name, Josh Adams, the former Eagles running <laughs> oh, back. Oh man, I remember cut, him like yeah. as if he was like he was on the Eagles and I was there. Adrian Peterson in his prime or something like that. Uh, so, a lot of you know. former
2: Eagles on on that chess roster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nate Herbig's there. Nate um, Herbig. Yeah.
4: how
1: is, how yeah. is yeah. Nasty Nate oh. doing?
4: I actually I was. Watching, uh, I was paying a little more attention to the backup offensive line for the last couple of days. Oh, that's best post music.
1: (laughs) Is he playing guard or center?
4: Guard. He's playing guard. Um, He's look. I think he's looked pretty good. I think he's he's pretty locked in. I think he's probably their best backup uh, lineman, honestly. Because they have they have some troubles with depth. I think he's pretty locked in as. He would have come in to start if they needed somebody. As he so had, from, to, as he was had... sitting
2: next to Bo throughout the entire Nate Herbig era. I, I, I might be talking about. He knows what exactly I'm what I'm going to say. Okay, pay attention to the end of a quarter. If oh, no. the Jets, if the Jets are in, are in like the red zone or inside the ten, Nate Herbig's face when he has to go to the opposite <laughs> side of the field, man, like he, it's, it, he, the, the it's it's like when I tell my son that yeah no more dessert tonight right like uh, yeah,
4: wow, that's a good observation i i'm gonna look at I was that
1: actually guy. wondering if you have you've had a chance to see him float in water uh, because <laughs> on his on his in the media guide for for the length of his time with the eagles his uh his like secret talent was. <laughs> floating in water we,
3: but we've had this discussion what? on here michael can't float <laughs> yeah. we've had this discussion i think it's like an offensive yeah. line bigger body thing so i think it oh. is impressive that he can float because so he's i've tried his, to he's teach only me. one
4: of his offensive lineman friends that can float my, yeah. my, my memory of nate herbig from the eagles is they were like a bunch of the players had been shipped like one of those very spicy chips or whatever in like a very special package and he was like the only one that was willing to do it I think you're. Oh, you did you do it also? <laughs> <Bo Yeah. races. laughs> <laughs> you and Nate like, Herbig, yeah. I think we're the only ones that did It wasn't it, yeah. good. It wasn't <laughs> good so, for the
2: stomach. So, should we do a uh, a two can you name former Eagles on the Jets, or is that too esoteric? Sure. This? Okay. Is it, uh, I, it, this is for you, Bo. This is for I, me. I mean, Zach, yeah, Zach covers the team.
1: Okay. So, Herbig and Elijah and Flacco, we've covered. Mm-hmm. How many more mm-hmm. are there? And Will Parks, we've said.
2: There's a few more here. Looking at their roster, that there's, yeah, there's three there's, that there's, there's
4: there's a pretty big one, yeah.
2: Yeah, there's three that I see. One of them, I'll, I'll give you some hints, okay? Okay. One of them played in the USFL. If you're reading any stories recently about the USFL, uh, this guy was featured.
4: You a big USFL
2: fan, Bo? No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Come on, Bo. This is your game. You got to get these.
2: Uh, he's a wide receiver who went to James Madison. Rashard Davis. Yes, really. I' signed yeah. him
4: right before camp. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: that's exciting. One okay. of these guys, you'll definitely know because uh, he has one of the best collection of Jordans you'll ever see. Nice. He's Vinny's on the roster still. He's playing.
4: He's he's banged up right now. He was he was playing pretty. They like love him over there. Oh, okay, they love him. That's good. One I'm of glad. these
2: guys has a. I believe he has a donut shop in his hometown in Iowa. Maybe.
1: Uh, Joe Ostman. Nope uh joe Osman's parents have a have a bakery yeah. up in
4: yes. northern michigan joe Osman's not on the eagles anymore i thought he had like a lifetime contract. Yeah, exactly. i yeah. waved
2: injured uh okay. a donut shop in ohio I, could, I, that- I no 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 not ohio iowa i believe i could be wrong about this but I very different this is though.
1: That might that maybe it's
2: nebraska you know. jake not no, uh ross piercebacher
1: ross oh. piercebacher i would not have got yeah. that
2: I don't even know Um, if I knew he was on the Eagles. He was in,
1: he was a training camp body.
2: (laughs) No, he was end of the season too. They claimed him from Washington that year.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. So I think, I think that's the extent of. Okay. That's pretty good. That's a pretty,
1: pretty long list. Zach, what, uh, Zach with a K, let's get like a a little, a little, uh, uh, inside baseball here. You've, this is your third team now. mm -hmm. How would you compare, uh, the Jets in terms of, like training camp, what you get to see, what you're allowed to report, uh, you know, the the overall uh, beat writer experience compared to the other two places you've been.
4: Oh man, that's, that's interesting. But, so the the Jets are they're a little you're not allowed to say like where people line up. Um, you're not supposed to say you know first team, second team, third team. I, I don't I don't know if it's like so strict that they would you know um, you know I don't know kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. To make you. Float um, the, the giants they they're the giants let you pretty much tweet anything during training camp um and they they were letting people do videos during like team drills and then um they able to put an there. end to that right yeah i can honestly can't even remember what eagles access was like it's been so long mm.
1: pre pandemic
4: yeah pre pandemic giants are very oh, no, i How so was so eagles training camp i remember you were able to go in the locker room back when i covered yeah. them yeah which not has anymore. not been the case for the giants or jets yes. i know that
2: yeah not yet. Yeah, the Giants are classy that starts. way, though. They, they let you report what you, what you see. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, if you're a uh, bad special teams player, they'll keep you around as long as you uh, continue committing domestic violence. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. Uh, Very I'll stay away from that one. What's your <laughs> next inside baseball question?
1: I mean, that was it. You're the, you're the inside baseball man. You're the Stone Cold News man. I feel like Zach's been generous with his time. What else, what else yeah. you got for him?
2: Oh no, we I I don't know I, how I, much time I have. I have a Joe
4: Douglas, uh, Joe Douglas anecdote that I think Zach in particular. Yes, appreciate. please. Um, yes. So I I got to just chat with him before training camp, just like the beat writers got to chat with him, nice. and uh, he remember he remembered who I was, and he remembered me especially because during Robert Sala's uh intro press conference, they did like you know off to the side interviews after, and the question I asked him was. About if he was if he was bringing the cohabitation matrix with him to uh, to New York, <laughs> nice. he was like taking it back that somebody asked about that. He's like, "How do you know about that?" <laughs>
1: That's really nice. good. Yeah. I like he it. Had,
4: I he like
2: you asked me that damn question yeah. about the cohabitation matrix. I love that. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, good work there. And I was listening to. Did he bring? Yeah, yeah. Did he bring it with him? He.
4: Well, what he said in the press conference was no, he did not bring it. With <laughs> him, <so."> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh,
2: I was listening to a Joe Douglas uh, podcast with uh, Thomas Dimitrov back uh the the weekend before training camp started and uh and there's the, there was some good stuff in there he was he was in the he was at he was at Woody Johnson's farm but there was a uh there was a book at the end of the podcast the last book that he said he said he read it on a west coast trip last year it's about a general you can you can you can look it up and i was on the verge of recommending it to you but at the same time i remember chip kelly once said his favorite book was uh was Benjamin Franklin's autobiography. And so I, I read it one summer and I learned nothing at all about chip,
0: uh, but like
2: I, I learned a lot about electricity. Right. So, uh, so I, I don't know how much you can deduce from Joe D from that, but uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm hoping I hoping I bump into him. Although, although based on him losing his, his right tackle, I imagine he, he, he won't be in the best of moods. That's yeah, a tough spot with the Beckton stuff.
1: Did Dimitrov in that interview complain about the uh,
2: salary of general managers? <laughs> It is a question he's asked every one of those guys so far, yes. yes.
1: He started a podcast just to complain about how much general managers get paid. It's like,
4: dude, stay away read the room. room. Well, he is reading the room. It's just other general <laughs> yeah, managers. <that's>
1: <laughs> how, Joe, how unfair is it do you feel compared to
2: coaches that you make this much money? I don't know. I I've enjoyed all those podcasts. I've, I've, I've learned a thing or two from each of these guys. So highly okay. recommend it.
1: Uh, all right, Zach, I'll, here's my last inside baseball question for you. How, how is like, uh, the athletic experience treating you?
4: Yeah, it's been awesome. You know, it's been a whirlwind cause I started like right when training camp started. So just kind of mm-hmm. jumped right in Tough to be thrown uh, in. with a new team and all that stuff. But I don't know. It's fun. The Jets fan base is wild. Um, they're pretty passionate and Connor built up a good following. So, um, I'm enjoying it a lot. I've wanted to work at the athletic for a while. So um,
2: That's a, I'm excited,
4: and we'll I'm have our first to be here.
3: can't wait podcast tomorrow. Yeah. I so know. If we have I, I actually man. had a lot of
4: people tweeting at me mad that I went on your guys pod before my first. And <laughs> <pod.
2: laughs> my, I, I la- so? yeah, my last inside baseball question too. And I, I, I'm, I've tried to be sensitive here about not like talking about your time on the Eagles too much. You're, you're creating an identity with the jets. I understand that you're, you're the jets writer for the athletic. Um, and 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 you're all Jets but when you were covering the Eagles um you were an Arizona grad during a period when the biggest story was yep. an Arizona grad playing quarterback and uh I vividly remember during that run you were coming out with some good Nick Foles stuff what's your one best Nick Foles anecdote that you can share to our audience oh man nick Foles. I'm sorry to put you on the spot is that a bad question
4: <laughs> No, no, it's a good question. Okay. I just haven't thought about okay. Nick in okay. a while. Um what, yeah, I'll
1: I'll jump in quickly just to give you a second to think about it. Um, so <laughs> well, you can come up with it. One thing I learned about Nick Foles, he drinks this interesting coffee <laughs> oh, called yeah, yeah, bulletproof yeah. coffee. It, yeah, yeah Zach, he's just, really into Zach it. Zach wrote about that. He's a bit of an evangelist <laughs> about it. And
2: yeah. Uh, <laughs> people, people get offended if you write about it. So <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
4: This isn't like that exciting of a anecdote, but when he was at Arizona, I like, I, he was in like a quarterback battle with a guy named Matt Scott, who's like a, a, works at a car dealership now. Um, and he lost out to him because Nick was just like always so bad in practice. Um, I think he kind of translated the Eagles too. I feel like he wasn't very good as a practice player Mm -hmm. and then, then, but then he would go in, go in on Saturday and like blah and like just go gangbusters because the stats in Arizona are pretty wild. Yeah, I just remember him not being a good practice player at all. I actually covered his last home game in Arizona. That was the first game oh, wow. I ever covered at University of Arizona football. I still have a photo. His like, hair is very long. He looks very young. Um, yeah, I, I I was able to going from that and then covering him. I came in right after he won the Super Bowl in that year where he led them in the playoffs at the end again. We had bonded in the locker room over just like complaining about how Arizona football, how bad they were and stuff. Um yeah, Nick, Nick's, you know, you can't complain about Nick. He was always, he's always the best.
2: There you go. All All right. I figured our, our mm-hmm. listeners would appreciate that one.
1: Yeah. yeah. Good tea up. All right. Uh, well, Zach Rosenblatt, thank you for taking some time to join us on Birds with Friends. Good luck uh, on the beat. And we'll see you on Friday night. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. Back with a little more on Birds with Friends after uh, this word from our valued sponsors. All right, back on Birds with Friends. Thanks again to Zach Rosenblatt. Uh, Zach and Marissa here. Uh, Zach, let's, uh, let, let's figure or, or finish up the quack test report here. What Aside from uh, debating how good Jalen Hurts' day was,
2: what were some of the, the, the highlights?
1: What were the things that jumped out?
2: Well, the highlight was a pass to A.J. Brown uh, in, in 7-on-7s, the right corner of the end zone. And what, what stood out there, was AJ Brown discussed this yesterday? Late hands is what he calls it, right? Where you you're you don't lift your hands up to make the catch until the last possible second. So James Bradbury was actually in good coverage in this seven on seven, and um, he and AJ Brown didn't lift his hands up until the ball was like just over Bradbury's shoulder. Good, uh, a well placed ball by Hertz, but the, what stood out to me there was the catch by AJ Brown and it was Brown sick. Yeah and and Brown spoke yesterday about this is something that he's uh working on. I actually let me pull up the exact quote here because I I thought it's 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 pretty it's pretty good insight into like the head of a of a wide receiver who's that good but is trying to get better, right? Um so he said uh he said I he said quote I keep my arm swinging he doesn't know where the ball's at, but I do. So I just try to stay calm, relax. And at the last minute, I throw my hands up and, and and make a catch. I've done it a couple times this camp. I call it winning late, too. If I don't win the release, I need to win late.
1: It's, I mean, it, he's, he has done it a few times. It's pretty, he's just so good, man. It's yes. like every day, he's so good. He makes things so easy. It's great. Yeah. Uh, um, shout out. We've got uh, looks like we've got uh some some royalty in the chat. We've got uh, Sua Opetta's cousin. Shout out to uh to the Opetta family. Yeah. Nice, yeah, the only the only person in Birds with Friends history who loves Sua more than I do.
2: So, uh, Mark, you'll be happy to know that Sua took uh first team snaps at left guard today. Now, I, I, I don't quite know the reason why Landon Dickerson was not out there. He it didn't appear to be injury related, and it might have just been giving him a, a bit of a rest. Um, but Sua was taking first team snaps at left guard. Yeah,
1: there, there were three periods of team drills today, and yeah, Landon Dickerson did not practice in either of the, the second two. I don't, he was on the sideline, um, so he's alive, but um, we, it's a good baseline. The,
2: word, the, the, <laughs> the there was no imi- uh, initial word about anything being, being wrong with him. So, uh, I also thought, um, and and this was essentially a passing practice, right? Like because they were in shorts and shells, you're not getting. The type of o-line d-line work that you would when they have pads on but uh i thought zach pascal had a good practice again he i agree. wrote about him yesterday um i was you know i actually he's got this.
1: a little bit more juice than than i think i gave him yeah. credit for it seems like
2: so I, I have the zach pascal page in front of me here um uh, because i was writing about this uh what stood out to me was was the way he was navigating the end zone right like he he knows how to find space in the end zone and he can he can also box you know he has he has good size. He's 6'2", 215. But if you include the postseason, 16 of his 155 catches have gone for touchdowns. I thought that was a pretty good rate. Yeah.
1: yeah. Sounds like a good rate. Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give another Kemsky pop here, but we were, uh, we were talking the other day um, about his contribution to pro football reference, which is that um, he, Jimmy – was so adamant on continually pounding sleeves for Sam Bradford that uh, sleeves is in is like the official nickname for on Pro Football Reference for Sam really? Bradford, which is pretty good. I would like I would like the Birds with Friends community to see if we can get Pascal the Rascal uh, working enough that we can get him on Pascal the Rascal on on his Pro Football Reference. And, you
2: don't I think, think that's gonna wants, You
1: don't think that's gonna happen?
2: You should ask Zach what he wants. Not about him. I thought the, the
3: Florin Park Strangler, what was, what, was Yeah, that was good. That was, good. That was a, an intense one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was an
1: intense one.
3: I don't know if I would want that to be my nickname.
2: <laughs> yeah, me neither. Do you think Zach Pascal's favorite food is still Chipotle? It's still Chipotle? Is that what it is on his it's, That's what it is guy. in his bio, but then. But that must be. A,
1: that, uh, oh, well, do you think it was from Chipotle, the quesadilla?
2: I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Mm. But the 16 pound, the one that cost him to lose 16 pounds.
1: Some some uh, some suggestion in the chat for Pascal Flats, um, and you have to understand that the the thing that's wrong with that in comparison is that I didn't come up with it. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's be uh, fair. So so I um I mean Joe and Rager made a catch along the sideline, right? There there wasn't a huge sample size, but but he did a nice, nice catch along the sideline. And that was with
1: the ones. And yeah. it Was against Slay.
2: Yeah. Um. I, you know. So. He, I, I give Jalen Rager credit. He's, he's shown up this summer, right? Like, he hasn't been just going through the motions. He's, he's playing and if you're just, he deserves a spot on the roster, right? Context independent. Now, I still think that they're going to play him this preseason, and if a trade offer comes, um, they could be enticed by it. But uh, I give him credit. He's had a good summer. I think you they, spoke to him afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think they would love to trade him. I,
1: I think, I think they would, but that is, that is separate from the fact that he has been good this summer consistently like every day stacking the days. I, I, I it's been, it's been good to watch. It's been, it's been nice.
2: One For guy good. who, who jumped out to me um, and he jumps out to me a, a lot of days here. Uh, Cause I, I see, you know, I, I, I do the old football coach just, you know, just writing down the number, and then you go after practice, and you're looking at the number. Yeah. 75 is in my notes a lot. Yes, Aaron Jackson is making play after play every day.
1: Looked like he had a sack with the ones. Yeah, today. Yeah, um, yeah. Teron Jackson has 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 been uh, much flashier than he was last year, when it was just little bits and pieces here and there. Yeah, um, no doubt about it. I think that's a good call.
2: Um, didn't think Garter Minshew was. Was very good today. He had a nice pass. Two I today that He was
1: better today than he has been. Maybe up I just. Down. I don't know. There tries. was
2: an interception that uh, by your boy Christian Ellis when when he when he he missed this guy and I thought. Oh uh, no, the guy dropped it. Was he, Yeah, there he was. Threw it behind him, but the guy yeah, dropped it. He threw it behind him. I I, I don't know. I mean. Apparently the threshold okay. for Jalen Hurts right. is Patrick Mahomes. The threshold for Gardner Minshew is showing up, right? uh, so. Who
1: says – I'm not giving Jalen Hurts the Patrick Mahomes threshold. I think he's been good.
2: <laughs> you were like, people said it was, was a good practice. I didn't think it was that good. I don't think it was his best. I think he's been okay. better. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean uh, – and Sirianni spoke about Minshew before and said some of the interceptions so far haven't been on Minshew. Um. And then he also said that uh, with Minshew, you look at the track record, right? Like, you know, he's he's played, he's won games for the Eagles. He has uh, now. Now, Nick had those numbers. I actually didn't fact check the the numbers. Was that the accurate touchdown to interception split? I
1: didn't. He check said. It uh,
2: he said that. Uh, I mean, I think it
1: is true that like Gardner Minshew's yeah. career as a starter is is more important context than yeah. how he's done in training camp so far. But yes. he has been disappointing.
2: Yes. Uh, so, yeah, those were were, were kind of the uh, the big notes for Reed Blankenship, seeing him with the ones uh, stood out. So there were yeah. three
1: again, there were three periods um, of team drills. And with Anthony Harris out, there were three different partners for Marcus Epps. In the first period, it was Kayvon Wallace. In the second period, it was Andre Sacheray, In the third period, it was Reed Blankenship.
2: But the other guys have have gotten work with the ones before. This was the first time I've seen, I've seen, um, I've seen Blankenship with the ones. He got the he got the pop. He got the official yeah. Camp Crush pop. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, I, you probably grunted that to coaches, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he grunted, he grunted uh, 46. Where's <laughs> 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 dynamite dropping?
3: I've been waiting to use it.
2: <laughs>
3: <Yes>.
2: <laughs> That's good. Uh
1: okay. Well, Zach, I mean let's 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 actually set the scene here for the preseason game. Um the expectation that the starters are gonna play one to two series. What are the things that, that uh you are most looking forward to seeing? What are what are the most important things in your mind?
2: Well, I'm I'm frankly a bit surprised that the starters are playing that. I know they played it last year. That was like I said on I think I said it on the podcast yesterday, that uh that was before the uh the the open to joint practices and i know the coaches like the way the joint practices went so i'm a bit surprised by this um but yeah so the first thing is obviously this is this is like the you know generic if you if if you're on the uh network you know tv station and you just want to give the big picture thing they got to get out of the game healthy right but that's that's the truth here right like you don't want you don't want Jalen hurts to get sacked in two zero you know in a in a game when he's playing two series here.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, that's going to run the
1: ball. I'm sure it'll be like one or two play action passes or or a quick out from shotgun. He's he's going to throw like two passes, but yeah. So,
2: so honestly, like what I'm looking for in this game, it's not the starters. I want to see Jordan Davis against, you know, like, uh, you know, against an opposing offensive line. And, um, you know, this is, uh, I want to see Jordan Davis in this scheme. And I, I really think he's, he's going to be, He's gonna be really good, right? Like, like there have been players, there have been, there have been rookies that they've taken who they were excited about in the draft. Then they had the guy in camp, and they were they were trying to like downplay it, right? They knew it was gonna take some time. I think they they like what they've seen from Jordan Davis so far, um, and uh, I'm I'm curious to see. It's interesting. Him. I'd like to read more about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I have a story coming out tomorrow um, on on Jordan Davis. You can, can check that me. all out yes yeah, so you can check that all out uh on the athletic uh and then so so what else am i looking forward to see i i mean i read has been at, i and you were on it first i give you credit he was he's been better than Carson strong like significantly but you identified it from i don't know that i was first on practice. that but uh i want to see reesenatt in games because again i'm not convinced they're keeping three quarterbacks on the 53 man roster
1: how aware is Reed Berman about Reed Senet. Have you been telling him about there is a quarterback named Reed on the Eagles?
2: I have not. Um, I probably should because that they're 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 spelled the same way, right? I, I mean, uh but no, I, I have not. Reed knows, you know, he he he, he knows him at training camp every day. He always wants to know is there is there a training camp tomorrow? Is there a training camp tomorrow? Um so uh but no, we have not discussed Reed Sonet yet. Gotta gotta get that in, gotta force that in. I will, yeah. Um, I, yeah,
1: I'm excited. to, I'm interested to see Sunette. Um, I would say in terms of like the second level guys, the, the stuff that I'm most interested in are, um, I'd like to see the linebackers. I'd like to see N'Kobe Dean. Mm. Yep. Um, I'm sure he's going to get some run. You want to see how how uh, he looks, how he plays in a real game environment. Uh, because as I've, as I've said throughout camp, I think linebacker and, and safety might be the toughest positions to, to judge uh, when they're not live. And i'm I uh, again, this is a, a another theme, but I'm interested in saying the, the depth corners. i'm I'm interested in those guys. It seems like um, right now, Josh Job has separated from the uh, other undrafted guys, at least, from from Mario Goodrich mm-hmm. and Josh Blackwell. He's been getting some run with the second team opposite Zach McPherson. I think he's got an actual shot to to maybe make the roster um, if he can leapfrog the likes of of Mac McCain and Tay Gowan. I thought i the the one thing that was interesting to me, i I know it was in my practice notes yesterday, Zach. The one thing that was interesting from the official depth chart that the team released, which is usually uh, pretty by the book and and no big surprises, actually, there were two things. but the the one thing that was very interesting to me was that they gave Kerry Vincent the number two corner spot opposite Zach McPherson and lumped everybody else into the threes. like there was no because there were plenty of places where it was like, this guy and that guy like Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott, but it wasn't Kerry Vincent and Tay Gowan. it was just Kerry Vincent. I thought that was a little bit interesting. Did you? Yeah,
2: I can see that. And I mean, he was with the twos. They had 13 starters, right? And so it's right. but yeah, he was. Yeah, no, I, I saw that. I, I got him in. Mean, I saw it in your practice notes. I did. I, right. Yeah, stood out there.
1: Yeah. The other thing that made me laugh in that depth chart was Dick Rod's placement. Like they they had to make sure that he was listed as an actual number two alongside. Jack. It was like Jack Stoll slash Richard Rogers. Like we got to we got to protect his feelings. But yeah.
2: uh, they had John Rager as the top punt returner and kick returner in those. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're going to see a lot of Britton Covey in those spots. Yeah, I mean, listen, Covey, if he's gonna if he's gonna make the roster, it's going to be
1: as the it's going to be as the returner. So he's going to get some shots here. Uh, I think that's a, a very interesting thing to watch, and then uh, you know those second-year defensive linemen we've talked about, Teron mm-hmm. Jackson and Marlon Tui Peloto, who have had very good. And Marvin camps. Wilson,
2: I'd put Marvin Wilson in that group too, with second-year defensive alignment. Would you? Yes. Yeah, I, I think he's had a good camp.
1: Okay. Um, I'm interested to see if if that plays out in the games. You know, if if uh, as good as they've looked in the summer means that they're going to look good in the in the preseason games. Offensive line-wise, I'm, I'm
2: looking at the pronunciation here because I am a stickler now for pronunciation. Yes. And I say Covey, it's Covey. It's Covey, yes. C u h v. Covey
1: it's, And it's Joukowsky. Yes. Uh, um, offensive yeah, line-wise, um, it's interesting now because Kelsey's out.
2: That yeah, do you think Jurgens that... plays first and second team?
1: No. Mm, I think, he'll, oh, oh, actually I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I do. I think he'll play like a quarter and a half. Yeah, I agree like with you. I agree. He'll get a little bit more run than maybe yeah. one or two more series than the starters. Yes. Um, but it's interesting now because that means that uh, Jack Anderson goes from a second team guard to a second team center. Coyote Awashika goes from left tackle to right guard sometimes, um, depending on things. But yeah, I, I, mean, I want to see how Coyote does. I want to see how Driscoll does because they've made this bet where, where Driscoll's just a right tackle at the moment and he's been okay, but, you know, killed by Brandon Graham on a daily basis. So let's see how he does against,
2: uh, you know, the, the Bryce Huffs of the world. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, no. So the, I, I think those are all good. Um, I, I want to see among like the wide receivers, uh, the down the jet chart guys, Deion Cain's guy who is, who stood out to me, Britton Covey, is someone who has had a good camp as as we've said. How do they do in game situations? Look, I I know this is not a sexy storyline, but we don't really cover punters in training in training camp because they they're not doing much special teams work in terms of kicking and punting with the full team. And I have said this, uh, and this isn't an original take. Actually, this came from uh, from Dave Phipp when I was I was asking him one time about. Not having internal competition, and he's like the competition is the rest of the league, right? Like you can—that's right. a position where you just get somebody, right? If if you want to make a change, uh, and so Aaron Sipos, he needs to have a good summer. And if he doesn't have a good summer, then the waiver wire, like it's—it's it's not like you—you you really need a punter to have a full summer with the team. You can make that change the week of the game. So uh, I—I'm—I'm I'm paying attention to that on special teams, and uh, I kind of want to see just in terms of the 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 game day operations if things are smooth like if if plays are getting in quickly that kind of thing
4: yeah
1: i think that's fair with sipos he he explained you know he took that dip the sort of second half of the season um and he explained that that some of it had to do with the drops it was pretty much all the drops he he needs to be more consistent on the drops that's what he was working on over the summer he also uh very deftly Ah, uh, threw his uh, brand new baby under the bus. You know, his child was born in like November, which coincided with his with his drop Jeez. in in productivity. Was like he wasn't getting as much sleep, he wasn't focusing as much, he had other things going on. Uh, and she also, I, I believe, she had some uh, some complications in the gotcha. beginning. He said so. I mean, he gotcha. wasn't actually gotcha. yeah. blaming her, but he was explaining the the course of the season. So I she's, did, she's all remember. good now, and and uh, yeah, he he feels very confident about about the year ahead.
2: I I do remember. Um, When Jordan Hicks had a baby, it was was late in the season, and I made a comment to him like, "I'm probably not getting a lot of sleep, huh?" And he's like, "Oh no, I'm in a different room." Yeah, I remember that too. He's like, (laughs) "It it was a contract year." He's like,
1: "Oh, oh yeah, she—it's a contract year.
0: I can't. I gotta (laughs) get
2: sleep." And and I'm 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 thinking there like, I would love if. If, 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 you know, around that same time, I, 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 th- I think I had some babies at home and I'm like, sorry, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, trying to sweetie. impress yeah. the athletic right now. Right. right. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm doing I real well with the choir, but yeah. So, uh, Marissa,
1: don't, don't, don't get any ideas.
3: Oh, Michael already thinks like, oh, if we have kids during the season, then, you know, he's off duty. I'm like, I don't know about that. So <laughs> I don't know to be determined, but Yeah. Shout out to all the super moms out there while these guys are, you know, on the field.
2: <laughs> I agree with that. That's right.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, Marissa, do you have any, uh, do you have any pop culture? Uh, oh, shit. I forgot. For I was too to
3: worried about downloading the laugh track and getting it up That's for the okay. Time. Don't worry
1: about it. We'll, <laughs> have the re- the... we'll have the rest of our life with this, Zach.
2: So we can, uh, I, I, I mean, this is something we, that we can discuss off air, but we tend to do this stuff on air. Um, what's the post game plan? Are we going to do it together? Uh, are we going to go, you know, you know, you know, do it separately. Mm. I'm, I'm curious from like a YouTube perspective. Uh, do, do people like when, when we're in separate boxes or do people like when we're in the same box, what's, what's the best course of action? Because we do need to figure out post games now. And it is a little different than, you know, I mean, from a COVID perspective than it used to be.
1: That's true. Good question. you guys. Whatever. Let us know what how you feel in the chat. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let us know. I mean, I'll I think everything. I I would I I mean I don't want to speak for them. I imagine that timing is maybe a little bit more important okay. for a, for a night game, right? They'd rather yeah. it be up relatively soon, but yeah, I don't
2: know. So we can do it there. I'm good with that. Yeah. If that's yeah. okay with Marissa. Yeah. Good. Okay. Same box, Matt PD, 3 <laughs> says.
3: Same box. Hopefully we're going to go to a
1: quad box now. And this is why you really love football, man. This is what gets you going. Oh, baby. First time of the year. 19 so I, weeks of football action.
3: I did tell Michael, I said, yeah, I used that. I can't wait for some football voice. And he goes, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he probably didn't go back and listen, but. <laughs>
2: so it, it always bothers Emily uh, or I I shouldn't say bothers her, but she, but she finds it funny when I'm like, I have practice or I have a game. Like Mm -hmm. I I always think about you, Marissa, like when, (laughs) you know, like Michael literally has practice and a game. I am going to practice and going to a game. Yes.
3: Yeah. Same thing. You guys got to report (laughs) on it, take notes, you know, those practice observations. So yeah, Yeah. I see it.
1: I wouldn't put it past you to like, to have practice for yourself though. Like (laughs) watch like, watch like a YouTube video of a football practice. And just you <laughs> practicing, taking notes. <laughs>
2: okay. Actually, one of the, uh, the security guards on the sideline today comes up to me and, and he asked me, he said, he said, what are you writing down? Or, or he, said, he said, why are you writing everything down? I said, I write down each play. And he said, do you give it to the coaches? I said, no, I, I write about this. Um, and, and he didn't realize I was part of the media. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know if he thought I was part of the staff or just a spectator or what. But he, he was you looked like a football guy. And then he and then he wanted to see he wanted to see the notes. And did I was yeah. And so I was showing him. it was just yeah.
1: It was just yeah. crude drawings
2: of yeah. body parts. <laughs> yeah, i <was> show <laughs> him the notes. Yeah. So quick. No way. Why would you say such a thing here? Yeah. Uh like nine twenty-five right. slay PBU, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nine yeah, that kind of
1: stuff. Yeah. So Zach I, I, Uh, if you were to guess the name of a, uh, a podcast about sports media, what would you, what would you guess? What would be something that's, that's original?
2: Well, there are many that I've listened to. Mm. One of them is the press box.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I've seen that the spot Spotify is, uh, and the ringer are like, they're, they're launching these new podcasts on these different verticals. I've seen this. Yeah, it's I, brand new, right?
2: It's not brand new, no. But but they've had I listened to one in the car yesterday with Paul Feinbaum. Uh and then they have one today. I don't know if you've heard. I know I haven't. I okay. Know. Okay. Not on my radar. <laughs> I'm trying to be careful here, Marissa. I'm, I'm leaving this to Bo.
3: <laughs> I know. Got my hand on the end button. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anything you want to get off your chest my ball? brother my brother was
1: was uh stopping by today uh he slept over last night was on his way out and and you had alerted us that this that this came through on on that episode and i played it and obviously i was furious um just livid and he's like well he's like how are you gonna how are you gonna use this to make zach feel uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Well, I'm I'm just going to talk about it in a way that makes him feel uncomfortable. So I'm going to ask him to to get into it." So I knew I knew that this would happen.
2: <laughs> yeah. You Your have nothing to say. So well. I mean, I, look, uh, we have a, a podcast, Birds with Friends, that's been around for six years now. Correct, going into year seven, it predates uh, it predates me. Bowen Shield did an outstanding job creating it. I think Is when this year when, seven? When, Yeah, it's it's Jeez. it's it's my it's six. I thought. It's year six, yeah. It's year, year six. This is year six. Yeah. Year six, correct. Yeah, it's my fourth year on the beat. Six yeah. year. I thought when when Marissa came, it got brought up a notch. No disrespect to Bo's to to Bose producing, um, but just having a producer and one as skilled as as, as Marissa. So yeah, so you we, guys
3: do all the work. I'm but we're
2: certainly not a new podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, we've we've been we've, we've 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 been around. But I appreciate all the uh, all the good attention that we can get.
3: Yeah, any publicity is good publicity, mm-hmm. right? I was that saying I my only you my say only, that. I that's my, not always my real I, thought
1: yeah. is like uh you just your company just hired a guy to do podcasts, and his main podcast was this podcast.
2: <laughs> he was complimenting the name of your podcast though. That you I don't created. think it was
1: a compliment. Did you did you come Also, up like with that think problem? of all the puns, the strained puns that we've had over the years. Well, that's, the, that's what I was thinking about it in the car.
2: If, if like, only he knew of all the like, things,
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Of all the ham
2: terrible puns I've thrown into titles. I mean, literally all he has to do is just look at the episode title craning camp right, and then realize that we're doing a quack this report. Um, and that, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, need I go on that, that we, that we, uh, we play uh, someone
1: someone someone sit him down in front of the ospreys this so, is so so jacob is it brian curtis, curtis brian
3: <laughs> so jacob in the chat is asking what the heck everyone is talking about it's better so, <laughs> should we just leave no context or
1: <laughs> yeah seek it out I mean, I'm I'm
2: deferring it to Bo because I'm actually a big fan of that podcast, uh, like like genuinely. But I I do want to tell uh, you I mean, was I love to-
1: David Shoemaker. Yeah. I feel like he can he can appreciate yeah. a nice uh, a nice a nice build here. Well, you know, I was I was talking tape, to it.
2: I was talking to my cousin who has turned into a devoted Birds with Friends slash Bo Wolf fan, and uh, and he was saying that you know I was I was thinking. Uh, egrets is a bird you can you can mix that into a uh, in the thing with like regrets and i said bo doesn't need any ideas but i will bring this up on the podcast well, somebody, somebody was oh. not paying
1: attention close enough to the ospreys of course the egrets i've had a few oh okay ago. okay <laughs> uh, i believe the worst offseason <laughs> so, signing went to joe flacco gotcha. yeah uh, for this year so
2: <laughs> joe flacco starting nfl quarterback according to robert Sala. so
1: yeah good all right uh, I get sorry. Did you have something, Marissa? No. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, well, that'll do it for this uh, wonderful episode of Birds with Friends. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, very exciting to get to get a chance to see Elijah in person again on Friday night. I think everybody is. Oh, I have gonna... one thing
2: to add if I can. Please. um, This is almost a public service announcement because we've we've done a few of these this this week, but we are on cameo. Uh, it goes to charity. And uh, and so you basically get like a private Birds with Friends episode. I think we're doing one after this show. But I if if it's you crazy, each it one's like an hour long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh...
3: please don't advertise <laughs> that.
2: <laughs> but no, no. Uh, seriously, if, you, if if you are a fan of the show and you're looking for a unique gift, uh, we're happy to do it. And the money does 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 not go into our pockets. It goes to charity. So please please join in.
1: All right. Thank you for that. That was good, uh, and you know, now that we're uh, all the way at the end, you know, uh, Shield would get on me to, to say say this in the beginning. You know, rate, su- review, subscribe, download, delete, all that good stuff. Make sure that it gets on the radar of uh, sports media podcasts more than six years into the future uh, next time. And then, you know, we move on from there. So uh, for Zach and Elijah and Marissa and other Zach and um, others other Zach's mom. I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you after the game on Friday. And as always, we love
3: you.